Hey there, guys. So this episode is one that my uh, guest, uh, sort of co-host, I guess is the word I always use, has been very, very adamant about doing, and I hope you enjoy. It, it goes into some weird places at times, um, but I hope you enjoy this episode because I think this is a very interesting one and one that I had a lot of fun recording. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode about the movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and I am joined once again by, I'm going to say co-host, Mr. Harry Jobson again. For yeah, what's episode. up? And this is an episode that Harry has been very, very adamant about doing for a long time uh, on the Back to the Future trilogy, and it should stay a trilogy. I want to make that clear. It should be a trilogy forever. And let's never make any more, okay? Because I'm worried. I'm worried that when Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale die, they'll just reboot it or something, and I don't want that to happen, because that would be very depressing. Almost as if what happened with SpongeBob and the, um, <laughs> Steve Goldberg. Like, it actually happened, though. He, like, had a bunch of things that's like, I don't want this to happen. And then when, yeah, I think away, I've read that about Spongebob. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to ever show them as little kids, like, or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, the whole thing is, like, they, they released a whole series or movie about them being children. But, yeah, I actually, before we touch on the films themselves, I, yeah. I understand on the internet right now, there's a really popular sort of fan wanting. Like, is it, yeah, there's a lot of sort of fan ideas, Ask, fan theories fan that they want. and stuff? Yeah, of if they were to make if they were to reboot it because they rebooted Why? Ghostbusters and I'm like the whole I understand I that Ghostbusters isn't the same thing though. I understand that 2015 was the future and that is now eight years ago, which is mind blowing. That um, is insane. <laughs> so but, impressive. But like I understand that that was supposed to be the future and yeah, it was a bit dated, uh, obviously because it's the 80s. But yeah, yeah, uh, like. I, I don't see the need for a reboot. That's the Firstly, thing. And then they're like, oh, you could do Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. Like, this is what they would look like and stuff. And I'm like... Come on, guys. No, that, well, that's disrespectful to, like, Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox, firstly. Yeah, you can't do who that. Are Doc, who are Doc Brown and Marty. Yeah, exactly. It is Doc and Marty. You can't... There is never going to be another Doc and Marty. Like, you just can't replace them. They're there's a Rick and Morty, but there's a... But that's, um, yeah, that's different. So... Uh, um, it's a striking resemblance, but... Yeah. I mean, that's the point. I, I think Rick and Morty yeah, is a yeah. parody of Doc and... It was, yeah, Justin Roiland did a parody, and then that became a show, so... Um, but yeah, Back to the Future trilogy. Um, I mean, I've... To, for those listening, you can't see it, but I've got a poster of the first film in my room, and I've also got a Marty McFly action figure on my desk. So it's safe to say I'm a fairly big fan of these films. And um, and Harry's also a very big fan, as he wanted to talk about them, so... Possibly um, the the best non-superhero trilogy. I, I uh, The best non-widest cinematic universe trilogy. Mm. And, like, because right. then that sort of, like, scrubs out... Star Wars and stuff as well. Yeah, but like, I'd, oh. mm-hmm. I'd I'd put Back to the Future as one of the best trilogies ever, 
I'm trying to think of, like, I think I prefer the original Star Wars trilogy. I prefer the Evil Dead trilogy. And, I mean, this one isn't technically a trilogy, but the Cornetto trilogy I prefer more, but it's, that's just... They're not yeah, sequels. Yeah, that, that's sort of a... That, that's like a... Yeah. But I'd say Back to the Future trilogy is probably my third favourite. Th- second or third favourite. Behind Star Wars, definitely. And then, like... It's between that and Evil Dead, the Evil Dead trilogy for um, second place. But yeah, I, I really love these movies. Um, I, this is the first time I've watched them in about... The last time I remember watching any of these was I rewatched the first one back in 2019, so a pre-COVID era, when I was overseas in Germany. I remember re-watching it then. For some reason, I don't know why... Um, and then I don't remember the last time I rewatched part two and part three. Um, I, but I think that says that, I mean, I do think the first one is like the best one. I think, I think, I think we'd all agree that it's the best one. Well, I think the first one is the best and I think the second one's the worst. Oh, and, okay. Well, I, cause be... I adore, I adore the third one, but, um, right. and we'll get into why. I think well, we'll get into why that, cause I disagree with there. you on, uh, which of the two sequels is weaker, but we'll get onto that momentarily. But to talk about the first one, um, I think this is like I I don't care. I'm not. I'm, I don't think this is hyperbolic when I say this is like one of the most perfectly made films ever. Like in terms of writing, it is maybe I don't know. It's one of I would say the best written films ever made. Like yeah. Pay our dues to the writing at not only the writing crew, but also the production team. Michael J. Fox, wasn't it that he was like, he would wake up, go shoot his TV show, then he, after yeah. that, he'd come <laughs> and shoot scenes for Back to the Future. And then yeah. He would get maybe four hours of sleep and then yeah. he'd have to so do it again. For, for those who are unaware, uh, they wanted Michael J. Fox when they were like initially casting, they wanted him as Marty McFly. And he wasn't available because he was doing a TV show at the time called Family Ties? Family Matters? Family something? Family something, yeah. Hold up, let me me see. I'm looking it up now because I actually don't remember. It's it's Family something. Um, Family Ties. It was Family Ties he was in. I thought that was Uh, a Kendrick song. (laughs) And he was in that from 1982 1989. And so the filmmakers, they wanted Michael J. Fox in the role. Uh... But he was unavailable because he had a contract with Family Ties that he like, couldn't get out of, basically. So they cast Eric Stoltz, who was in Mask. Or is he in... He was in The Mask? Um, uh, or was it Son yeah, of Mask he was in? Um, I believe he was in... He does have a very Michael J. Fox look to him, to be fair. He does, yeah. Like, in the behind-the-scenes... And he would have worked. I've, yeah, I've seen a lot of like behind-the-scenes production photos. He was in Mask, but not the Mask. Just he was mask. not. Yeah, he was and he was also in, in um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that was the other. That's the thing I really know him from because I've never seen the Mask. Actually, I've seen Pulp Fiction, and he's in Pulp Fiction. Um, but yeah, they shot I think about six weeks worth of film with him, and they were just like, "This isn't working." And I don't think they've ever said why they why he didn't work. I think they've just been like, "He was not working," so they they fired him. After yeah, there were production six... disagreements as well, I, yeah. I heard, but... Yeah. yeah. But after six weeks 
Like, that is six weeks of footage you basically can't use. That's like six weeks of stuff you have to throw out, basically. Which is insane, because that just doesn't happen now. Like, the only recent example I can think of would be, like, Solo, a Star Wars story, when they fired um, Phil, Chris Miller and Phil Lord from Solo, and they brought Ron Howard on, and they just reshot most of their stuff. Like, that is insane. You don't, you just don't see that. Yeah, I mean, even the whole very drama with Ezra Miller nowadays and the Flash film, yeah, there's exactly. a reason that they just released the Flash film how it is. Obviously, with a lot of heavy editing. But yeah, um, I, and I, like, but I think because he's the protagonist really, as well. Yeah, is Ezra Miller's the and, protagonist? But not only he's like he's like five of the protagonists because there's supposed to be multiple flashes. Yeah, there's, so, mo- there's like at least two versions of Flash we see in that at least two. So yeah, um, uh, but big yeah, task they, for the film to even get made. It was so close to not even being made. Yeah, that would have been such a, a missed opportunity. Um. But yeah, so Michael J. They eventually, yeah, negotiate. As Harry was saying before, then they negotiated it. So Michael J. Fox would film during the day on Family Ties. Then he'd have like a nap and be driven to set. He would shoot at night for how many hours? They'd he'd have to be like carried home because he was just so tired and completely out of it. And then he'd just go back and he'd just do that every day. For several weeks except for weekends when they would be able to shoot the exteriors like the outside shots when he's walking through hill valley in that they that they, they yeah. shot the exteriors on weekends because that during the day and you need him there during the day um which must have been a pe- just, like i can't imagine what that'd be yeah, like you film so all draining. day on a tv show then you try and have a nap then you shoot for however many hours at night, and you have like a couple hours of sleep. Like, like it is not that is not healthy. That is yeah, that wouldn't so, fly today. No, they would make it. They would that would just not pass at all. But this was the mid eighties, so it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I guess since we're talking about Michael J. Fox, I think he's a. I think he's. I uh, I like Michael J. Fox in stuff. I I really oh, like him. Oh yeah, movies. yeah. I think he's uh. A really likable presence, and he just, yeah, I, 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 you really feel for him. No and one ever it... told me he was Stuart Little, by the way, which is just the rudest. <laughs> shot. I remember yeah. watching. I Stuart completely Little forgot like, he was Stuart Marty Little. McFly? Yeah, dude, that, that that's the one thing I remember him. Like, it, it's obvious. It's not the one thing. It, it's Back to the Future, and then Stuart Little, and I. He was awesome in that Teen Wolf movie. He was in Teen Wolf, and then after Back to the Future, he was he was in um, The Frighteners, which is a Peter Jackson film. He was in like I think a couple episodes of Scrubs, certainly one episode at least of Scrubs. And, he was in uh, that Atlantis movie. Yeah, um, and and he's uh, retired now because Parkinson's is, you know, a pain in the ass, which is just and and I and I saw an interview with him recently where he was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to live to 80. Oh, I was just going to be... Yeah, there's a lot of people that wanted to have it renamed from Parkinson's to Michael J. Fox disease permanently. I know a lot of people who refer it to that, and I believe, like, yeah, he, like, apparently one of the nicest guys ever, salt of the earth, complete, like... And you couldn't imagine this film. You can see shots where it has, um, the like, other actor. Eric Stoltz, yeah. Yeah, Stoltz. And it... 
he looks too emo. Does that make like? Yeah, no, I've like seen. He's wearing like black. Clothes. He's wearing like black clothes and stuff, and that just doesn't look right. I think and Marty then, like, with his the... hair curls down. Yeah. yeah, but Marty's got like a jean jacket with the life preserver, which is like an iconic costume. Like it is. Like I'm just looking at the action figure I've got on my desk. He's got like a plaid shirt. Well, he's got like a red shirt, then like a plaid shirt, long sleeve shirt over it, then a then a jean jacket, and then a life preserver with jeans and sweet Nike shoes, by the way. Which on this action figure they couldn't license Nike, so it's just a red line on the shoes. Yeah, because <laughs> that I mean that's just most stuff with like license stuff. But I, but like. That's just, like, basic clothing, but it is so iconic. Like, you see someone wearing that costume, and you're like, oh, that is Marty McFly, you know? And, I mean, you know, he's got the calculator watch, or, like, the digital watch, what he has on his wrist, you know? Yeah. Um, and I and I really think Michael J. Fox, in all of these films, I think does a really good job. He brings a real likability, and, and I think I've heard stuff that maybe that's why Eric Saltz wasn't working either. He wasn't likable enough. In the yeah, role. which makes sense. He definitely doesn't look like like if I if you put up Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future and Michael J. Fox, I'd be like, oh, Michael J. Fox seems like a much more likable person. Yeah, and I think he does. He brings a lot of earnestness to it, and he's just really, uh, yeah, he's a he's he's really likable. And I think that's the key is he's a likable protagonist, you know. And I think, um, I, I yeah, no, I I really think Marty works as a character, and and I and I mean his sort of um. The other person with him is uh, Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd, who, again, Christopher Lloyd is an actor who I just like seeing in things because he's a very out-there screen presence, but I think that works. Yeah, no, I agree. I... We, this, you got to give the entire cast their flowers because they... Even the bloke oh, who it's plays... Oh, it's a wonderful cast. Who plays yeah, no. Biff Tannen. Oh, like, dude, Tom, Tom F. Wilson. Like, but Biff is, is so likable as well. Like, he's so funny that he's just, like, endlessly engaging, which is the weird thing. Like, Biff is somehow, you like watching him, even though he's a, at times, very despicable person. All, all the Biffs yeah. and Griff in the future as well, technically. And, and yeah, Dog. it works. That that also plays into uh, the reason of my rankings. But um, yeah, uh, uh, um, I think yeah, like getting into the first film. I mean, it, you sort of start the film with the what? I'm 15 minutes late to class. Like, oh, I love <laughs> uh, it, dude. I the opening it. scene is like great. I, I think so camp to talk about the script. We see, like, a news cast, and she's like, some plutonium has been stolen, and, like, a couple minutes later, we just see the crate of plutonium, and, like, that is, it is such a, an effective example of setup and payoff. You see a thing, and then, like, a little bit later, that thing is brought back and paid off, which I think, I think is great writing. I know some would probably dismiss it as very predictable, lazy writing, but I'm like, no, it, I think it's fine. I think it works, actually. I think, yeah, like, yeah, the opening scene of Back to the Future is great. Just that, just a very wonderful long take. There's all these clocks, and there's all, and there's like this toaster with really burnt toast in it, by the way. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, how yeah. long is that? Yeah, oh, yeah. And all of Einstein's, like, food that's been poured into the bowl that's just piling up. Which pet food makes me is so gross. I just like imagine like it just yeah, it's 
awful. But oh, and yeah. then yeah, I I um I I love that we don't see Marty's face until after he's blown up the amp. Like it's like oh, what's wrong? With... And then he like like lifts the shades, and that's when we see Marty finally for the first time. I think that's a a really nice way of yeah to yeah to talk about the cast. Like overall, the cast is great. I uh, I really like. Uh, I mean, yes, yeah, as we mentioned, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. I think, yeah, Thomas, Tom F. Wilson, who plays Biff in all the variants, and Griff and um, Mad Dog Talent, Tannen, all of them. I think he does a really great job having to play, you know, and, and I mean, that's with all the cast, you know. Michael J. Fox plays his Seamus McFly, and he plays. Um, his daughter which is so weird (laughs) that's really weird and i feel like that i don't she could have just been played by marty's girlfriend the act that would have been i feel like less weird um and and he also plays his son as well you know you've got leah thompson plays his mom and then plays his great-grandmother the in the old west um yeah, I I think it's a really good, um, in it's very interesting. And you know what is interesting that I didn't learn about the films until I, I knew it before the films, but I learned it at a later point that the actress who plays Jennifer, who Marty's girlfriend in the film, is a different actress. I oh, I didn't yeah. even notice. I didn't yeah, even notice when I was really younger. Really notice? I didn't notice when I was younger either. It wasn't until a couple of years ago where I was watching. And I'm like, that's a different. Like, that's a different bird. That's a different lady. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember watching it and thinking, oh, my God. Uh, there and... was some problem with the first chick. Although I do think I prefer... I mean, I don't know. It, it's... I think I prefer the first actress who plays Jennifer. I think she... Well, first of all, I think she's more attractive, but that's just me. Um, but Wait, I no, think Not she... that that matters, but yeah. No, but I just had... No, um, I think it... I, I don't know. I think the second Jennifer plays it a bit too... I don't know. I feel like the first Jennifer's a bit more subtle with it, and I think that works. I don't The first think... Jennifer felt like like a character that would be in the world. The second Jennifer yeah. felt like... A cartoon a character. character. That was, it, felt like, yeah, it felt like an a actor a playing a character trying to be... It felt like they were trying to be in the film more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, well, apparently, and so apparently, the first re- the actress and the first actress left is because her um her mum was sick, had cancer, I believe. So she sort of gave that up, gave up. You know, she could either act in a film or she could spend the last moments with her mum before she died. You know, which is an um, easy choice. Um, it's a very easy choice. Yeah, Back to the Future won one Oscar for sound effect editing. Wait, it won an Oscar or it was nominated for? It won. It, it was nominated for three or four, but it only won in sound effects oh. editing. I mean, I think that, yeah, to, to go to the... I think the sound design, I think, like, when the DeLorean, like, travels through time is oh, great. Oh, amazing. The, the lines of fire, which is just... They look yeah, so stupid, yes. yeah. <laughs> they, they look so dumb. Because you can so no, clearly I think see it's... that they're edited in. Like, it clips over his foot. I understand the budget was even not amazing for nowadays standards. 50 million, yeah, you can make a film on that. But, like, it's not an insane amount of money to make a film on. Especially something that requires that much visual effects. 
Yeah, so Back to the Future got four Oscar nominations, yet one for sound one for sound effects editing. Was also nominated for Best Original Screenplay, Best Sound, and Best Original Song. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, I mean, too fair. The Power of Love is a pretty good song. I must admit. I think. I think the music is. I mean, the music, the score is fantastic. There, like, there are the main... parts of the film which I just think are so stupid when it comes to the music. We're just going to skip to the end. The whole. What is supposed to be Marvin Berry, Chuck Berry's cousin or something? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yo, I think I got that new sound you're looking for. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, shut up. Like, yeah. we get it. I mean, like, I feel like that's, I mean, I guess it's sort of to some could be like, well, that's a bit iffy because it's a white man teaching a black man, you know, like, yeah, a black. Which, you know, I no, guess. No, but at that time, point, I but... think it was just supposed to be I, like. I mean, yeah, it's. I, I don't I I definitely don't take like a race. It, I don't think it was a race related thing. I think it was just hey, wouldn't this be cool if? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. just supposed to be an Easter egg, but. And I think that's what I mean. That's what the film is doing for most of it. It's just, um, what does Almighty? He gets called Calvin Klein because his mum looks at his underwear, which is a, such an invasion of privacy. By the way, that is so rare. But I, uh, <laughs> Fl- I mean, yeah, Leah Tom. Sorry. Flee from, and I'm doing this again. Flee from, <laughs> you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, one of the greatest bassists of all time. He's in this yeah. movie. He's I... also in Baby Driver and Babylon and Inside Out. What? <laughs> I uh, I'm not familiar with Red Hot Chili Peppers, so I wish. Oh, I... oh is he? Oh, he's Needle. Oh, yeah. he's the. Oh, he's Needles, the guy yeah. who. Uh, he he goads Marty into. To, I mean, he's got a giant gap in his teeth, dude. Holy fuck! Yeah, I but mean, he's one of the greatest bassists ever, dude. I didn't even. I just thought he was an actor. Yeah, he's in Babylon. I, this is this is insane to me. I I'm finding out so much new information. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like, continue. Sorry. I th- yeah no I think the film I uh, yeah I I. Oh, sorry. Fucking hell. Um, I, uh, I really like that. I, I just, yeah, I, to talk about the first one, I think it is, yeah, one of the best films ever made. I, and I don't even mean, like, one of my favorite films. I just mean it is one of the best to have ever been made. Objectively. I don't, I, I don't think you could, like, if you try and fault it, it's just you being nitpicky. Or it's just like, I saw an interview with Quentin Tarantino, everybody's favorite. Where he was asked, like, what does he think are like perfect movies? And he, th- I, I know he threw Back to the Future up there as one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is such a, a bizarre choice. Um, I think he said Jaws, and he was like, they might not be your cup of tea, but they are like objectively perfect. You know, like you can't. Yeah. I, I can fault Back to the Future. No, I can fault Back to the Future on one thing, and I know it is nitpicky. Don't get me wrong. The first and one, any, any, all three, all or th- any, okay. any okay. film that deals with time travel, like <laughs> it is such a hard concept to explain to an audience. But I thought Avengers Endgame did it really well. I think. 
Where's like, I mean, yeah, this, I guess since yeah. we're talking about it, um, yeah, since we're talking about time travel, uh, but I really love time travel as like a concept and as like a, a type, you know, stuff like oh, yeah. Groundhog Day is a great film. I love the Terminator films. You know, I love all these. Uh, I love all these films, and I think, I think back to the which parts of Back to the Future's time travel do you think like doesn't work? I think because I'm interested. The whole like, the whole way they explain like their photo fading, for example, like doesn't make any sense. The fact that he can go back in time and affect his new future, like the the whole premise of the second movie, I just disagree with. But I think that's more like there's no real way, like scientific way to explain it. Like, oh, there's there's no real scientific way that I know of. But <laughs> the way they the way they do it in um. Avengers Endgame is like you can't affect your future by affecting your past if you go back in time because your part your old past now becomes your new future. So you can't affect yeah. the future, which you you can't affect your past by your future, is what they're saying. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's the whole premise of like the three films. Oh, the two films. I mean, I think I mean they like uh, they do go out of their way to explain it. I, I think I think in the first one, you can't really fault the time travel in the first one. I think it's fairly, like, clear-cut. It's a good, like, it's a good premise. Like, yeah, I have to save myself and my siblings, so I've got to make sure my parents get together. Yeah. I, I think the first one off. works. I don't think you can really... You know, because he goes back and he alters the past, so he's got to fix it so his future stays the same. And that also then in turn makes he alters his future, which is very kind of interesting because the, the Marty's family that we see at the end of the first film, they're just family that he doesn't know. Like they're just versions of his family he has never met before. Yeah. Which is very but it's like why would that picture be the same if they had yeah. a completely different life? Yeah. But also um, Yeah, I it makes yeah. Does this family also yeah, I, I no, it's like, does this family have memories with now Marty that Marty doesn't have with them? Like, was there a different, like, what? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Because Marty no, wasn't I get there what for you're any saying. of that. He was traveling through time. Yeah, I guess they have memories of a Marty. Yeah. It's just not the Marty we know. I know that this is like a real bad rabbit hole, and it happens anytime anyone discusses Back to the Future ever, but I, it's like, it, it is its biggest it's its biggest issue, but also one of its. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just trying qualities. to. It's discussing time travel in general. Um, I just rem- we didn't even touch on Crispin Glover, who plays Marty's dad, who I think is hysterical in this. I think Crispin oh, Glover yeah, is George. great in it. He's so. <laughs> it should be a performance I don't like because it's just so out there, but it's so funny. Like when he's just laughing at a joke, he's like. Ah, ha, He's just so like, yeah. it's great. I so love it. So overtly, then, yeah. He's so cartoonish, but I think it's fine. I think it works. Yeah, no. I, it I mean, fits Doc really is also, well. and I and I just love yeah when we see bit uh, uh Faye George in the past, and he's still the same. He is not he, like he's still the same George, and like one of the and he's you know like one of the first scenes we see of him is him looking in a woman's um window yeah. which is and i'm just like bruh 
And it's the yeah. classic, you know, binoculars through the window, you know, like he's in a tree. Hiding in a tree. Yeah, what? Oh, that's so And I'm itch. like, dude, like, the, uh, like, the only way it could be more cliched if he was, like, in, then like, in, a, in like, a house. If he's looking, you know, or he could pull, like, a, a Spider-Man where he's just next door. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the first Spider-Man with it. But uh, yeah. I think... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really like George McFly in this. I think, yeah, Crispin Clover does a really great job. And, um... I th- yeah, no, I think he's hysterical in this. He's probably my favourite part of the first film. I don't know, dude. Doc. I can't go past Doc. Yeah, talking no. favourite parts of the first film. Doc, like, also inst- almost instantly trusting Marty. Like, not. And then Marty just being like, you hit your head on the toilet, like, yeah. the sink or something. And then he's like, and yeah, that's yeah. when you came up with the flux capacitor. And Doc's like, yeah. oh, I am a genius. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I do love that moment where he's like, who's the president in 1985? And he's like, Ronald Reagan. He's like, the actor? Like, yeah. And I never, I never knew that Ronald Reagan used to be an actor. I, you didn't I know that. that. Oh. I knew it. I, I, I've known it for a while, but when I first watched it, I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and apparently Ronald Reagan loved that part so much that he... He had the project, like the projectionist, be like, "No, replay that bit because I really liked it." <laughs> like, because he was the president, and yeah. he could get them to do what they wanted. And I was like, "Yeah." And I think, yeah, I think, um, oh, uh, the yeah. scene where Dot's killed—that's what I was going to uh, talk about. Oh, yeah, because we're just we're just sort of jumping around. But in my memory of that scene, it was far more. It was it was much more like a horror film. <laughs> so it would be. So the how I imagined the scene, I don't know how I got this, but my memory of the scene was for some reason Doc and Marty they were like talking about something, and Marty would be and we'd be like the camera would be focused on Marty and Doc would say something, and he would just stop talking and then Marty would say a line and he'd look over and Doc would, had just been like shot and it was just like silence and he just like fallen and died. I had no memory that it was far bigger. It's fucking Libby's mowing him down with the machine gun. I was like, yeah, Jesus it's just like Christ. Yeah, oh, and yeah, I think and it, it's uh, so I, yeah. I I really like that, and I I mean the intro. I mean the DeLorean. We haven't even touched on how iconic the DeLorean is, despite being from a terrible car. a terrible fucking car. Like, it, it is, is a terrible car. But it's and for some reason, I always wanted. I always wanted one. Because I thought, wouldn't that be cool if I had a DeLorean? And then I learned that, oh no, this is actually a really terrible car. Like, if you want to own a DeLorean, you have to buy two, just so there's enough spare parts to fix one of them. Like, Yeah, yeah, no, DeLoreans are genuinely, like, terrible automotive vehicles. Like, even just for comfort. But they look really cool. They look um, really cool, yeah. And, which was uh, the they originally, they were going for, yeah, and they, uh, well, because originally they wanted to have like it be like a fridge or something instead of a car, and they were like, and then they realized, oh no, kids are gonna like lock themselves in a fridge after. What about a hot movie. tub? <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen hot tub time machine. Yeah, it seems pretty bad though, to be honest. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a movie. But yeah, they uh, they originally were going to have it. Which, by the way, the original title for Back to the Future, the head of, like, who owns Back to the Future? Is it Universal? Or, or Yeah. Is the it head Warner Bros? Of, I thought it was Universal. 
Someone that feels Warner Bros. Feels right though. It says it says Universal on my poster here. Oh, well, well then, well then it's Universal. And Amblin, which is Spielberg's, because com- Spielberg was a producer on this film as well. Yeah, he funded it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And the 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 head of Universal at the time wanted to name it like Spaceman from Pluto to tie into like the comic the kids reading. And then I think it was Spielberg is like, no, that is a terrible name. Yeah. That- I think they pitched the title Back to the Future to, like, the head of Universal, and he, for some reason, was like, people aren't going to watch a film with the word future in it. What, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? I think people would want to see, like, oh, it's about the future. Except it's really not about the future. It's about the past. The past, yeah. Um, and again, just talking, like, about the behind-the-scenes stuff... When they were shooting Back to the Future, they filmed all the stuff in the 50s first, and then they, like, aged it up for the 80s, which just seems like a good yeah. idea. And then, because they built, like, the whole set on, like, a big studio at, I don't know, I guess Universal, Universal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they built a whole set, and they and I, they did it for the 2015 version as well. Like, they built Hill Valley and that, which is just crazy, because... Very impressive. It, it, it's it's like a set, but it feels real. Yeah, like it, it feels feel like, like you, it feels tangible, and like something like Avatar, right? It clear like you can't engage with it because it's just all CGI. Yeah, like you know, I feel like now maybe they would CGI Hill Valley a bit more instead of building sets because. I guess it's easier to do it with CGI and, you know, underpay workers and just push them to the bone just to get a movie out so it looks like shit anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's just so many great scenes in Back to the Future. I, I love the the bit where Marty invents skateboards in the 50s and he yeah, chased my biff he invents skateboards. Oh, dude, that's such a great scene. And I... And again, just the mu- just the music as well is just like the score, and I also really like the songs from Huey Lewis in the news. You know, um, yeah, I think every the time... stuff is pretty derivative. Yeah. yeah, every time I hear Huey Lewis in the news, I'm just like Patrick Bateman's. It's just Patrick Bateman, which too fast yeah. like one of the best scenes in American Psycho is when he's talking about Huey Lewis and he fucking murders Jared Leto, which isn't that what we all want to do scene that i don't think is aged well and it's the scene where biff is in the car with marty's mum with lorraine yeah but everyone know like the, and i mean everyone to talk, talks about it. uncomfortable yeah like, it, it, but i don't is... know if it's implied like i take it as an implied like I don't. I don't want to say the word because it's very it's very tricky essay 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 yes i but i think I I don't I don't think it would have been written like that in the eighties. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know like, if they would have got done that in the eighties. Yeah, like. again, the eighties. It was the eighties. It was the eighties. It's really it, terrible. It, def- it plays like, differently though. Yeah, it plays differently now. Now it's much more terrifying. Like, uh, which oh, also makes the whole yeah. justification of like George so much sweeter. But also the whole like. He saved mm. her, so now she's in love with him. Is also a bit like I mean, in, yeah. In I think it's part two. I mean, he's. I mean, Biff is clearly, as we see in the film, very handsy with L- Lorraine. He's like sitting behind, like trying to hold her while she's 
at like a table and the second one he's trying to look under it's her really dress uncomfortable yeah and i'm like, like dude Biff this is supposed to hate Biff. yeah but he's so funny as well so it's so weird because he's really funny at times but he's a really awful person which is so bizarre and like, I, I under yeah and the, the one thing on Biff, we should probably this would be a really good tie into the second film yeah um but uh like the whole trope of the the three films, right? In each three yeah. films, there's very there's one very common theme, and that's that nobody calls Marty chicken. That is the stupidest you, you, thing. You cut out a you bit. Could have a, you, that is that nobody out. calls Marty chicken. <laughs> I think it's so stupid no because you could avoid so much conflict. One. You you there's could none of you could avoid so much conflict by just like. Someone calls him a chicken, and then he goes, "Okay." Like, I mean, that's okay. the point, though. He's meant to get over it, but it's not set up in the first one at all because they weren't planning to do another one. I've, I've they've said yeah. before they were like, "We're just gonna, it's gonna be a one and done." They're just like, "He's gonna go to the future, and that's gonna be the end, and that's fine." But and then it became a big deal, and like, ah, oh, we need to make two more of these. Um, so progressive yeah. docs are making it run on like renewable like renewable i know right yeah absolutely like literally solving the world's garbage problem Minimal i know pollution. right like yeah absolutely making plutonium unnecessary yeah yeah no it's great um, but not just only that clearing we... up the rubbish yeah exactly exactly it just gets rid of all the rubbish as well there's not going to be fields of just of just rubbish piled everywhere it's great um, before we move on to the second one, I just want to talk about like when Marnie goes back to the future. I think that is one of the most. Well, I was just rewatching it, and I'm like, I know he goes back, but like, I I was like still just getting excited, like, come on, Doc, he connect the bits, you bastard. I was just like, yeah. oh yeah, and I, it's such a well plotted, it's such a well crafted scene. Every and time course, I watch that scene, I think, oh, he's go- he's going to ah, oh, there's not going to be a problem this time. And there's the same problem every time. And I'm like, how does this keep happening? Oh, yeah, it's written that way. Yeah. But I think that's such a testament to good filmmaking where, like, you know what's coming, but you still get into it. Like, just come on. Just do it. Come on. You know, it's great. I love it. And my, the DeLorean fucking dying just before he goes, I'm like, oh, no. Come on, buddy! Yeah. Just bang the fucking wheel, and then it's ah, oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love it. It's uh, yeah. Back to the Future, the first one, one of my all-time favorite films. It's an easy ten out of ten. I love it to bits. It oh. is fucking amazing. But yeah, I I mean yeah, Back to the Future one, it, perfect. You literally cannot fault it. I say ten out of like, ten. It's a ten out of ten. Yeah. Like, stuff hasn't aged well, but I don't think that's fair to, like, Docker films, like, your opinion on a film. Alright, um, so yeah, part two. Uh, anyway, yeah, you, at, at the beginning of this, you said part two was your least favourite of the three. And I would like to hear, like, why, what doesn't work? Because, uh, just, I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes, and part two has a 63%, which is very harsh. But I, I want to hear why you don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. I still think it's like a solid A. Um, I just right, think but that... But, it's your least yeah, favorite. It's my least favourite in comparison to the third one, because I love the third one. The third one's so camp. It's so... 
like it's just fun in the West. Does that make sense? Like it's it's, it's different. I mean, from part, the other two. Yeah. part it, two is like, so depressing. <laughs> it is. But part two is so... like the whole uh, the almanac. I understand, but the Biff Cannon world, like Biff world, basically Biff future. Oh, where is Donald is Trump? Li- that that whole yeah, Biff Trump basically. Yeah. I just cannot stand that whole part of the movie. Like, I'll skim through it. Really? Whole, like, oh, George's dad being dead and everything. Like, it, I just, it's just not what I watch those movies for. I like seeing the future bits of Back to the Future 2, but the, mm. the, when you get into like the past with the, the Biff, the Biff present. Yeah. yeah. That being said, some of the best bits of the whole trilogy are in Back to the Future 2. You've got like the 2015. Which was such a big thing in 2015. Oh, dude! But... I remember I was at as this this what this happened at my final year of primary school, and we were just in class, and our teacher was like, "Oh, it's Back to the Future Day," and I'm I'm trying to remember if I watched Back to the Future or not. Yeah, it was such a big yeah. Like I mean, our school did it. It was such a big thing. Oh my god! I was still in primary school in 2015. I know, um, but yeah, um, yeah. The future. I mean, that's pr- that's definitely the most fun stuff. Jaws nineteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like ho- the, the three D stuff. Hoverboards is still the most disappointing part of my life. The fact that hoverboards don't exist yet really. Well, technically do, but they're not really. No, they're but not they're freaking like, hoverboards. They're going to be liquid. They're going to be liquid nitrogen cooled. Like they they have to be off the ground. Them. Yeah. But the whole thing is like, when you really think about it, hoverboard kind of useless. Like, what you don't trip over a rock, and that's about it. Like, there's no reason for it. You can't, to hover you can't even really. go across like, water in the. Yeah, in, it's in the, the same film. with hover cars. Like, I remember thinking, oh, t- the future we're gonna have hover cars because there's gonna be massive magnets under the ground, and we're gonna mm. have like under every road is going to be a really big magnet that's going to like allow for hoverboards and hover bikes. And I'm like, there's yeah. no reason for it to hover. There is literally besides aesthetics, like, and like, yeah, again, yeah. maybe not falling on the occasional rock. Like just, I, I don't, uh, the whole hover business, like I get flying cars, but that's a different thing. Yeah, we have those. Yeah. We have personal <laughs> hovercraft. Like you can buy them. They're just really expensive and very yeah. niche. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, like, yeah, AI is definitely taking a, a much bigger role in things. They, got, they might even start writing films now, which is so concerning that yeah. AI can just write movies, just n- make screenwriters not necessary. Which is, you know, and I mean, there's that big. Writers Guild strike, which is which is happening as we're recording. Um, but yeah, the future. I mean, yeah, no, it looks pretty interesting. You just get like Pepsi, which but I've got to ask: Do you prefer Pepsi or Coke? We got to we got to settle this right now. Which is which like do you prefer? Flame, flame. Yes, yeah, just, just regular like... Pepsi, regular Coke. Which do you go Reg- for? Regular Coke. Like <laughs> oh, okay, it depends. It depends on what you're eating it with. I'm not gonna have. Ch- I'm not gonna have KFC with Coke. KFC is strictly. I think if I'm eating chicken, it's Pepsi. But if I'm eating like pizza or chips or fish and chips, it's like a Coke. I, Coke is like. I, but I was. We were a Coke household. Uh, not that type nah, of Coke my household. Fam- we're, we Pepsi, were, we're Pepsi household. We're, we're Pepsi household. all the way. 
Uh, yeah, that being said, I know, like, my parents like an occasional Pepsi. Like, because Pepsi's only sold at KFC. Now, whenever I have KFC, I'm like, I couldn't have Coke. That would be sacrilegious. I yeah. really like Pepsi Max. I maybe like Pepsi Max more than I like normal Coke. <laughs> but I'm beginning I'm beginning to like Coke no sugar more than I like normal Coke. But, yeah, Back to the Future Part 2. I think it's... I, I think it's... Yeah, I like... I think Back to the Future Part 2 always used to be my favourite, which is interesting. Um, and I don't think that anymore, because it is it is the weakest... Well, no, it's not as good as the first one. I think it is... The, the sequels gonna... aren't as good. I, I think that there's not a lot to talk about the second one, really. I mean, you can mention all the Bith Future stuff in the Almanac, but it definitely feels like a... It goes oh, back to the first one made a lot of money. It made a, the first one made a lot of money. Let's make a second one. But yeah. I mean, he, it goes back to the film, first film. The end of the second film is my favorite. Is probably my favorite part in any movie, like almost any movie ever of all time. Like when, the, the, when, when Marty is standing in the rain, and then there's this guy who gets out of a car and delivers <laughs> him a letter, just in a suit a and hat, and it's pouring rain. And they're French like, code, you're yeah. Marty McFly. And then it's like, the dog's yeah. alive. And he's in but... 1885. <laughs> and then, and then it, yeah, the first one, and Doc's like, yeah. And he's like yelling. And then Marty just comes racing around the corner. And he's like, hey. Hey, Doc. Yeah. And he's like, great Scott. Yeah. And then he uh, I, uh, um. That's... I, so I, I think, yeah, I do really... I think the second one, I think... Yeah, the future stuff is great. It is very, very dark, though. Just that Marty's dad was fucking murdered. Like, Biff was just like, fuck, he just killed him, and he, it's like... And, I mean, it was based on Donald Trump, the Biff Tower and all that, which is, like, obvious. That's, like, so obvious. Which is all like, hey, films were always political, guys. Look at this Trump yeah. reference in the 80s. Um, part two, I do prefer it. I, I think it just, yeah, I mean, they just sort of, we mentioned this before, but, oh, actually, one thing we should talk about, actually, Crispin Glover isn't in it because he got into a dispute with uh, the creatives. He was like, I want to be paid as much as Michael J. Fox's. And they're like, <laughs> no, because, you know, he's not the lead, obviously, yeah. Crispin Glover. And so he didn't do it. And so they used like archival footage of him, and they and he like sued them because they used footage without his permission. Oh fucking hell! I gotta turn notifications off. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He, but he sued the the filmmakers because they used archival footage of him, and I don't know where that went. I imagine he didn't win. I assume anything that's filmed on a production set is footage of the production team, right? It, like you, when you when you sign a contract, license whether the footage is in the film or not, it's intellectual yeah. property of Universal I think, Studios. I yeah, I'd assume so. Yeah, unless yeah, unless he had signed like a, a contract which said they cannot use footage of me, but I can't imagine he did. So he's not in it. So when we see George, he's upside down because <laughs> his back fell out. Just such a, it's such a great way of getting around it. Like it's so stupid. Yeah. But it is funny how he just his back got thrown out, so that means he's now upside down. And also, isn't it just great how you can just chuck a pizza in like a hydrator or whatever? You give it like a couple seconds, and boom, 
you got a pizza, you know? Which, like, like is similar to the microwave, but not really. Yeah. Um, and I'm, they they and do get like, a lot of things right. The whole, like, Zoom meetings and, like... Yeah, Zoom, that, yeah. Like, connect. Skype and, yeah. They got a yeah. They got the yeah. They got a, they got a decent amount, right? Surprisingly, um, I just I yeah I do. But that scene in in Marty's house is so weird when his daughter comes down and it's just played by him in a wig, and I'm like, and I and I was just watching it, and I'm like, I know that's Michael J. Fox, but it really doesn't look like him though. Like they really yeah. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't know at the beginning. I didn't realize until like when I was older, and I was like, ah. That's really well and, done, to be fair. Yeah, and I do, and I do love that his kid just looks exactly his son looks exactly like him. I'm like, that's yeah, it's I just who that's easier. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, and then yeah, Jennifer, who sees her other version, and they both faint. And there was a bit when I was rewatching part two. I was like, when Biff goes back in time in the DeLorean, and he comes out and he's old and he's like sweating and everything. And I'm like, what happened to Biff? Because I, for the, this is the first time I was like, what happened? And so there's a deleted scene where the DeLorean leaves, and as soon as the DeLorean leaves, Biff fades away because he's altered, yeah, the past. And I'm like, that's really, really quite unnerving, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's a great, yeah, I think it's a great, um. I kind of see why they got rid of it, but I think it would have been nice to to leave it in the film. Um, yeah, have that yeah, canonical th- tie-in with the first yeah, and um, part yeah, part two. Yeah, Biff is yeah a big perv. I mean, he's always a perv. He's a terrible person. He's got Lorraine. He got her fake tits, which is just you know feels Ruins very it. like yeah, which feels very. <laughs> it was like oh, besides, kill, besides killing her husband as well. Yeah, and kill, kill, killed her husband, you know, and and like Marty's brother is in like jail or something. Some yeah, and his just... sister is something I don't know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, that's and why then... I think it's the worst. The whole the whole Biff like at the end, like I'm just like, uh... oh, you don't like the stuff with Biff in the in 1955. Oh no, Biff at the end is fine, but I mean, uh, sorry, I mean like the, Biff at the in the in like, the end of the second act, yeah, yeah, like like second I act. Think Biff, that's I'm probably like, the weakest oh. bit of the film. I do love the stuff where Marty goes back, and that seat, that part where he gets his hand caught in between the chair and the desk is like so cringeworthy. It's like, ah, oh, oh, yeah, it's yeah, and I'm and um, and I just yeah. And Biff just casually looking at like a porno mag or something at school, just like that's very, very. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just remembered Billy Zane's in these movies, which is so uh, yeah weird because this is like this is before he was he was this was before he was like a big deal. He was in is it the Phantom he's in? It's like it's like a superhero he played. He was in Titanic, which you haven't seen, but he's in Titanic. Same, but yeah. Um, what else have I seen Billy Zane in? I definitely feel like I should know him from something else. He but looks yeah, he's like Mr. Clean. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, the second one. And then the second one, they shot part two and part three, like, back to back. Like, this is before that was the done thing. This was before Lord of the Rings and stuff, you know. They 
filmed both films. Like, they basically shot part two, and as soon as they finished shooting it and they begun editing, they immediately went and shot part three. Like, they... And so, I guess... Well, I, I give part two a nine out of ten. Um, I really, really love it. Love it. It's I don't, an I eight, and, and, I'll, and I'm even going to say now... The third one's a nine. Like, I... (laughs) And I just don't see how you can... Like, I get the whole 2015 future, like, coolness of the second one. But the third one has... is It just seems like pure... I mean, it's just a Western. It's a fun Western. Yeah, but that's it. It's like this pureness to it. Like, it, it, it obviously gets bogged down in time travel. But... A time-traveling steam engine? How fucking cool is that? <laughs> like, the, the whole, the whole him that. saying... What did him saying he's Clint Eastwood, was it? Yeah, he's Clint, yeah, he's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And then there's, like, Clint Eastwood rail or something when he comes back. Which is another thing yeah. this film's... Do. Like, instead of... It, it's Twin Pine Mall originally, but he knocks out one of the... Lone Pine Mall. It's yeah. Lone Pine Mall. And, like, just so many, like, subtle moments. Um, yeah, yeah part three. I rewatched it today, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? I don't think I don't know if it's my favorite western. I haven't seen a lot of westerns, but it's I don't know. I think there's definitely at least one western I prefer. I think. Yeah, I'm a huge western guy, so like I've watched like obviously I think this. I'd say I've watched a Hateful couple. Eight of, like, is probably my favorite western. Yeah, you've got Hateful Eight. I think Django counts as Django. a western. You, you've got yeah, you've got it's... like um, you've got all like the man with no name trilogy. You've got the, yeah, the Clint Eastwood ones, Unforgiven. Um, yeah, um, yeah, Westworld. Like, uh, what is it? Um, is it Good Men Die Hard or something like that? Mm. So yeah. I can't remember. Few good men or something. Um, good men. No, what am I thinking of? So, ah, oh my god, it's oh my god. Anyway, um, I'm not familiar yeah. with westerns. Is that it's, and, it's a lot of them seem... and a million ways to die in the West with Seth MacFarlane? <laughs> like, oh, it's so good. Like, I love that film. Um, um so, uh, yeah, so no, dumb. so yeah, part three, I yeah. Uh... Yeah, I I really well. First of all, fucking Michael J. Fox's Irish accent. What the fuck is that? That's so weird, oh, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. that's so bizarre. It's just like also, isn't it? It's kind of weird that the actor who plays Marty is now playing the husband of the actress who plays his mum. <laughs> that's a bit. I mean, I guess because they couldn't get Crispin Glover in, which makes sense to be fair. I guess that's like it was the, next the good. It was it was the good, the bad, the ugly, which is what I was thinking of. <laughs> good men Sorry. die. I no, I couldn't like. I just couldn't like get it in my head. But that's oh, what I was goodness. thinking of. Um, um but yeah. Um, they say the word Indians instead of Native Americans. Ooh, that's a bit interesting. And I'm like, I mean, to be fair, I used to call them Indians. I I I used to when I was younger, be like, oh, Indians, but I, I mean, didn't Native Americans. That, like, the... yeah, I I didn't um, even realize that like like the like a lot of terms were not appropriate nowadays. Like Eskimo, I didn't find out till this. Like I didn't know till a couple of weeks ago that that was not okay to say anymore. Wait, 
Oh, is it like Inuit or something? Yeah, it was like native people of the area, and I'm like, I just, oh. I just didn't know. I like, thought it was the I same was... with like as a kid. It's like I just had no clue. Like it really didn't become a yeah. thing until I was like a teenager, and then I was yeah, like, yeah, I used oh, to say okay. midget a lot. You can't say midget. That's offense. That's offensive. It's little people. Yeah, is the correct term. Which like makes sense 100. percent Like I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. Like if, if like that's not my goal. That's never my purpose. So I'll happily like conform. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be one of these people where it's like, no, they're Indians because they're fucking not. It's America. It's not India. Like yeah, I'm, they are. They, they are Native never... Americans. That is what they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, people are. Um, but yeah, no, I think yeah, it's just now I've just gone on a tangent about words that aren't appropriate <laughs> which to be fair when you're a, a kid you don't really know what's okay and what isn't and you, yeah so no you've got you to no get clue. away with it um but yeah he goes back a diamond i mean yeah his his costume is very uh i which by the way his clothes in part two he's got like the lace-up boots would it would be and he's got like the like jacket yeah, that form the, fits yeah yeah, and um, he's got that cap, which I saw, I've seen in, like, a, a, a Zing or, like, an EB Games, and I'm like, I kind of want to buy that, because it's from Back to the Future, and I love Back to the Future. <laughs> I I don't know. But, I mean, I think I think my the poster I have is Enough Love, which it's, it's, by the way, a great poster. I think the first Back to the Future is, like, one of the greatest film posters ever. And then part two and three are just the same, just adding characters. Yeah, I I think I love this film a lot because it focuses on Doc and Doc's like we really don't get a lot of Doc it. in these films. The first two films really are about Marty and his family, whereas part two is like we don't really see like Marty's relatives. We see Marty a lot, but we see Doc and his relationship with uh, Clara. Clinton. Yeah. Um, I heard something who, about it that creating a plot hole as well one one time, like about his relationship. Which part? With, oh yeah, that, because she's meant to die is the yeah. thing. Which I mean, the film does sort of call that out that like she di- is meant to die. That's why the ravine is called Clayton Ravine or something. It's it's named after her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I th- Clara, no. I, I yeah. think this is the weakest of the trilogy. I still really love it. I just think it is the weakest of the three. I I think I don't know. It just feels a bit more. I don't know. It I think the second feel one in the world nearly as much as the other. The two. second one has the gimmick of like going back to events from the first film, which feels like you should save that for the third film in the trilogy, like to tie it all together. Arguably, I don't like know. How, I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I like how like Avengers sec- Endgame they go back to all the other movies because it's the end of the saga. But that's the second one would have been better to be the last one. Yeah, um, you. I mean, you have to very much rewrite the films a lot because every the whole time point I watch of three is is it's like clearly an ending. Yeah, for me, the best part of the second one is getting to go <gasps> the third one. <gasps> yes, like the whole like. What Doc Brown's alive? Like, oh, I yeah. love that whole like. Which, but then, yeah, part it, two sort of ends on a cliffhanger, which I don't really like. I don't like when films do that. It feels kind of like uh, just. But I think it works just about because it still sort of wraps up the plot of the movie. It just has a little sort of nubbin on the end. It's like, oh, by the way, it's, it's making another one. 
Um, yeah. But I think part three is... Uh, yeah, I think part three is the weakest one. I, I think just the Western sort of pastiche like setting doesn't work as well. I don't know. I think like this, it doesn't feel at like the, the second one has the whole novel factor. Like, Oh, it's going like into the future. And third was just like, Oh, we're going to go back to the past again. It's just like, eh, we've kind of done this already, but yeah, but I and don't I st- know. It's just something about like, I, I like how it's so sort of, it, it almost exists. Like, you could watch this and have it not even be Back to the Future 3. Like, it doesn't have to be Back to the Future. It could literally be any movie. Um, mm. But th- there's just something about, like, like I can't explain it. There's something about this, like, fun journey they take you on at the end mm-hmm. of, of the film where you're just like, yes, yes, we get to mess around in, like, the past past and, like, mm-hmm. really, like, it sort of shows like my uh like Marty's dependency on Doc and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But it, it yeah, I I don't know. I there's something about just the adventureness, how it exists almost outside of the two films, although it is tied into both because it's part of the Back to the Future. It it is its own separate adventure. It's not Yeah. Marty, we need to do this. Marty, we need to do that. It's Doc living his life and Marty just wanting to... Like, because the whole thing is, like, Doc told Marty not to come meet him at this point in time. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm happy. I think these films really... Just in general, all three films are just fun. Like, they're just fun movies with fun shit happening, you know? Like, it's it's a lot of fun just watching. And, I mean... I really think this film sort of works because of the relationship of Doc and Marty. I I really think the two of them are just incredibly yeah engaging characters. And their, sort of, and their chemistry is the chemistry, yeah, undeniable. Well, and I again, I don't, I I don't again. It depends if Eric Stoltz worked or not. Maybe that's part of the thing too. Is Eric Stoltz did not work as like work alongside, yeah. um, fucking Christopher Lloyd and like, oh shit, we can't get rid of him. Well, we have to get rid of him because fucking. Um, I I think just the film really. I think part three. I there's the there's the. I forget which Clint Eastwood film it is. It's one of his Man with No Name films where he gets shot and he's got the bulletproof vest. Which, by the way. Why doesn't the guy just like shoot him again? Like he takes the bulletproof vest off. In the off leg. And or, just, like, or yeah, just like or just like Dude, shoot him the in the head. leg. You're not just... really recovering. Yeah, the the head as well, but I feel like if I don't know how good this guy's aim was. Yeah, and again, it happens at, at the end of part 3, Marty gets yeah, shot in the chest. But I think it makes more sense there cuz we establish Biff as a character who's just well not it's not Biff, it's um well, Tannen. Yeah, Buford, Tannen, um, but the Tannins uh, are all sort of Biff. You know, they're all supposed yeah. To be I like, mean, they're all played yeah. by the same. But yeah, um, it, it makes more sense there. Um, I uh, apparently Michael J. Fox nearly died during the production of Part Three because they, they actually really hung him with oh. the with the with when he's captured by the news. Like it was an actual 
I'm pretty sure it was an actual noose. And they, I mean, Brendan Fraser also nearly died because of a hang, because of being hung. Because, you know, that's uh, health and safety. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I think, and again, the film has a very great sort of final sequence where they're on the train and and all this, and uh, I I of course Doc is just like fuck. He's just like yeah, t- the timeline. We we got to fix this, and then he just screws it up again because he's like he rescues Clara. It's just like you just you you're, you're messing up the timeline. Yeah. Bruh. Which, you know, they, they sort of lose sight of that in the two sequels. The first one is very much like, no, we, we cannot do this, you know. Um, and the then, yeah, by Ma- strict rules, the other two are much more <clears throat> loosey-goosey with it. Yeah. Um, I, again, there's, I, I feel like we've sort of touched on a lot about, touched on a lot of stuff with the first film that sort of connect, because they're very connected films, you know. Um, and I think that sort of once you talk about one of them you kind of talked about all of them you know they're, yeah they're besides the third and that's only because of it's like different sense like it basically just location like a yeah. location yeah, yeah setting well it's it's still hill valley but in the 1880s yeah and, which I, um... is vastly different from like future hill because future hill valley present hill valley and 50s hill valley all sort of have hill valley to it they still you can't tell that this somewhat similar like, like, it's yeah. not but 1885 they haven't they've barely built it you know they've got like the saloon that marty goes into and they've got like the clock tower they're building and there's like the courthouse and everything but it's not that much um but yeah i give part three a nine out of ten yeah i'd say it averages probably a (laughs) nine out of ten for the whole trilogy which is really strong going across three films i think part two and part three being weaker does sort of make the trilogy a weaker overall because part two and part three aren't nearly as good <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> yeah no i get that i i have the same thing happening to my voice too um i i fully get that like it, it it's almost damn near the perfect trilogy if it's not yeah. for just a few in like indiscrepancies that i think but i again on the top of my off the top of my head i can only think of one other trilogy that I would rate higher than Back to the Future. Star Wars? No, it's Spider-Man Sam Raimi. And you can say uh... what you want. A lot of people don't like the third movie. I <laughs> love it. I, I don't Dude, love, love so it, fun. but I love it. It's so good. So, you know, it's a 10 out of 10. <sighs> yeah. That being said, putting Spider-Man Sam Raimi higher than Back to the Future feels sacrilegious. Mm. Um, well, if you want to hear more thoughts on Spider-Man, wait for next week. Ooh. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Back to the Future is a near-perfect trilogy. It is fantastic. And I think that's kind of it. I really think we've basically yeah. discussed everything we want. Um, I've certainly said everything I wanted to say, basically. I just love these films. Like, seriously, watch them. If you haven't, if you somehow haven't or- seen them. What? Also, the best aesthetic ever. Like, oh my god, so cool. Bro, that the eighties, like, pretty it, Hill Valley seems like a fairly nice place in in most of the timelines we see. You yeah. know, just go like go to the cafe in the fifties. Just, just of <laughs> that bit where, like, in George, he walks in the bar. He's like, Lou, milk. 
chocolate and he just slides a glass of milk along and he takes like yeah. a little sip and then fucking wipes his mouth. He just wipes yeah. his mouth with it and I'm like, that it's is like... beer, I love yeah. that. It's such great. Again, Crispin Glover is like the best part of the first film. He's, he's great. Yeah. And yeah, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I hope you have enjoyed. Next week, well, I've kind of maybe already said what it is, but it is the beginning of a two-part retrospective and uh, Harry will probably be on. I'll try. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll I want see. to be, if I can. Because, uh, yeah, the film's Harry's got a lot of feelings about part one. Mostly good feelings, I think. But part two, oh, there's going to be some controversial opinions there. Yeah, and hot takes. I am very much interested in it because uh, hot takes are fun and we're going to disagree a lot, so... It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, check out all the other episodes. This is like episode 100 in something or other. Last week, Harry was on. We did Guardians of the Galaxy, which I've seen part three, but, well, volume three, technically, but I won't give my thoughts on that because that'll be for the review of the year, which will be out at the big... Guardians of the Galaxy 3, We I will discuss at the beginning of next year, actually, because of how the schedule lines up so you won't hear my thoughts on it for a while um harry's done a, quite a few episodes we did john wick about a little over a month ago which i haven't seen yet but i will try and see it at some point because everyone says it's really good um harry and we also did um we've done we've done a lot of marvels if you go to the marvel episodes yeah. harry's in like half of them so just uh just just keep that in mind if you want to go listen to those, because if, if you want to listen to more Harry, uh, Black Panther, we did, I did, we did an episode of my favorite film, Memento, but it was a commentary track where we reacted to it. So sync it up with the movie and then watch it because it's, it's good. And, um, and that's basically it. Instagram and Facebook and that. Check it out. There is no YouTube page, but Harry may do that potentially. Who knows? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, this should be available on like most podcast platforms. So just go listen to it again if you want. If you if you enjoyed it so much, listen elsewhere. And uh, that's pretty much it. So thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all in the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>